This episode of Tech Kamasala is brought to you by GoDaddy.com. Enter the coupon code POD124 to get 10% off on all hosting plans. Go to GoDaddy.TheIndicast.com for more information. Hello and welcome to Tekka Masala, a technology podcast with an Indian perspective. This is episode number 23 for the week of 6 September 2009. I'm your host, Aditya Matre, and along with me, I have Sakit. Uh, hello, guys. Hey, did I miss out on giving out the title of the show? Yeah, I think I, so. Yeah, the title of the show is uh, Patent Troubles. We are, we are going to have a couple of patent stories. Uh, but let's begin with the Tata Indicom story. And Tata Indicom launching flat fee for uh, local and national calls. So uh, no, more, uh, no more pay per minute or pay per use uh, model. What do you think? Uh, this could be a game changer. I mean, we've always had pulse-based pricing. I mean, ever since uh, uh, the days of Department of Telecommunications and later on you had all these uh, private parties coming in. I mean, so earlier you had really small pulses, but now it typically works on a one-minute pulse. And now Tata Indicom has gone even further by uh, having a flat uh, cost per call, no matter how long the call goes for. So, so I mean, want... irrespective of how long you are going to be talking to the other person on the call, you will only pay rupees 1 if it is local or rupees 3 if it is national isd i mean std call so this is great for couples actually i mean long distance relationships <laughs> yeah. now you don't have now you don't have the one reason that the guys were holding on to <laughs> even that yeah. has been taken off but uh, now are these you know i didn't get this through the story that was uh, put out is i don't know whether this is going to be only on tata to tata network or is it no, going to be clearly tata to any uh, network that that's what the usp is i mean otherwise you always had this unlimited plans well and i mean you you see a lot lots of ads in the tv that whatever you buy two phones from the same provider and then you get free calling or you get yeah. extended calling but, but but this is tata to anything that that is what is going to make a lot of people move to tata indicom i mean if i'm not wrong let's hope i mean because tata tata teleservices really have hasn't disturbed the market share if you know what i mean i mean they have great ads with uh, what an idea serves the ad campaign but yeah. I, uh, you know everyone i have met has been talking bad about tata services tata telecom services and uh, this is going to be these rates are going to be applicable on their cdma network and yeah. not the recently launched gsm service which was done in along with uh, docomo yeah yeah but for tata it has been a brand problem primarily i mean although they are a very strong brand when it comes to other areas somehow they could not create that kind of connect with the people i mean idea again is a different brand but tata itself tata indicom uh, they were not able to capitalize on the whole brand thing and at the same time i mean on the price front i mean till now they hadn't done anything spectacular i mean if you look at how reliance came into the market when it was only gsm and this was like the first cdma provider to come in they 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 dropped prices so low that i mean everybody i mean even your panwala was getting a phone exactly that that was their strategy to penetrate the market and uh, i mean you have to either win this on the brand thing or you have to win this on the brand, uh, pricing thing and globally telecom markets are very competitive and it's all about the price so i mean this is tata doing something right and 
I think this is going to be a game changer and this could be a turning point for Tata because even uh, in the GSM segment in Docomo, they have got a different pricing model, but where they have got paper second pricing. Yeah, so you uh-huh. pay like one one pesa for for every second that you talk to. So I mean it's pretty much like how Vodafone did it in London some time ago. So uh, on both the fronts they have got interesting pricing models. So it's good. Yeah, and earlier I made that idea reference. Idea is owned by Birla's. The Birla's have a stake and not Tata. So my bad on yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and but you know what? This I this story actually took me back to when the mobile phones were launched for the first time, and I remember my dad paying rupees 16 per minute and the pulse was something like 30 seconds and, and then eight rupees for an incoming i guess i remember that <laughs> yeah. and uh, max Stretch used to be the player then I mean, right exactly and those big big telephones which can be used as an uh, which doubles up as an assault weapon also you know you use that like a blunt instrument to take somebody's head <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, and the other thing that I saw was the 3G network. I just saw an ad for MTNL in papers and I just thought to myself, huh, you know what, I should probably get an MTNL prepaid card just to use the 3G network. So, uh, well, uh, the 3G auction is not far away and uh, as a matter of fact, uh, even Tata is in the race. I mean, Tata, was, uh, Tata recently received uh, a billion dollars in funding and I'm yeah. sure they're going to use that in the 3G auction. And they're also trying to go ahead with the BWA, that is also otherwise known as uh, uh, WiMAX, uh, <laughs> apart from 3G. Yeah, but we, yeah, but we have been hearing about WiMAX for such a long time, and you know, um, I hope something happens uh, with that technology. But uh, talking about phones, at the uh, Nokia World 2009 conference in Stuttgart, a couple of interesting announcements were made. Uh, so Nokia is coming out with this. Very awesome looking uh, device called the N900 MIMO, if I'm pronouncing it right. And it's a Linux based uh, mobile phone. Yes, indeed. For me, this is a very exciting announcement. I was just thinking uh, that you must be almost uh, having an orgasm with this, right? With this news? uh, No, 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 not (laughs) Not that far. But, But let me be clear. I mean, I've always hated Nokia. And that was primarily because of their operating system. I mean, Series 60. Yeah. And S60 was the operating system which was their selling point in the year 2000, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you had all these clunky phones and then you had the Nokia 6600 with the Series 60 um, uh, operating system and everything was so cool. And what happened was that the rest of the world eventually moved on. I mean, Apple came into the picture, BlackBerry came into the picture, all these guys came into the picture and Nokia is still stuck with the Series 60 system. Yeah. Yeah. Even on the latest phones, I mean, even on the fabled N97, even that runs Series 60. And I mean, Nokia is pretty much like Windows. I mean, you know, they have the largest market share and their software grows slow with time. So, I mean, uh, Series 60 uh, definitely has to go. And and, and especially Nokia has been at the receiving end with, uh, as you said, these iPhone, Palm Trees and Blackberry launching very snazzy and very cool looking phones, you know, which... For some reason, S60 just didn't have. But now, uh, this phone really looks good. At least the pictures look good. It's based on the it's based on the Debian Linux um, flavor of uh, Linux. It has a 3.5 inch uh, WVGA screen, a very shiny screen. Uh, and interestingly, it has a slide out QWERTY keyboard. Now, Nokia has persisted with a slide out uh, QWERTY keyboard. Uh, you, you mean to say against the book design or the bar design? Yeah, against the bar design or against even even the touch screen, 
uh, while there while this phone has a touch screen it has not gone with a touch uh, type pad keypad if i if i can see that you actually have a physical uh, keyboard you know so and they have persisted with that uh, they the the device also has uh, an arm an arm processor and 256 mbs of ram is crammed with uh, 32 gb of internal memory with expandable micro sd slots uh, it's got a gps device it's got a fm transmitter and don't forget the 5 megapixel camera also this is i mean this device is like a mini computer a 256 mb ram i i still have desktops uh, in my house which have like 256 mb ram and now there's a phone coming out with that sort of memory it isn't for nothing that they're positioning this as an internet tablet i mean nowhere in their messaging are they calling this a phone so i mean it's very clearly something more than a smartphone and i'm sure that this phone has all the features to take on let's say an iphone or an android phone because if you look at uh, and if you do an apples to apples comparison now that you have linux uh, it, it's almost the same it's even better if you look at the capacity of the phone yeah and to make it more exciting for you saket it is going to ship out with firefox uh, it's got going to have flash support with the which the iphone doesn't uh, it's going to have very tight integration with uh, voice over ip Uh, and uh, and and it will support all sorts of video and audio codecs so this is like the thing if if you put it if you compare it feature to feature with uh, an iphone this thing will kill iphone yeah this will and it's almost at the same price point i mean even though if you want to buy it uh, without a contract i mean they're trying to sell it at 700 dollars which is quite much but i'm sure a lot of carriers will actually subsidize this and i think uh, they're going ahead with t-mobile if i'm not wrong Yes, yes, and they also had another announcement about a booklet being launched. Yeah, it's so booklet is Nokia is what Nokia calls a netbook, and uh, it is Nokia's first attempt to make a laptop. And fortunately, they're not running Series sixty on it; they are running <laughs> Windows seven on it. That would be bad, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's, it's going to be even that. it's yeah. going to have 3g con- connectivity into built in um, and it's going to have a you know freakishly huge 12 hour battery life running windows 7 uh, and atom processor 120 gb hard disk 1gb uh, 1gb ram wifi hdmi output and all this is at 800 or dollars now they haven't given out when the launch date is going to be but and it's thin it's like let it's like 0.78 inches so it it looks very pretty yeah exactly and you know what now it is just getting too difficult and expensive to keep up with these hardware technology upgrades that are coming out every other week okay yeah and it sucks to know that the laptop or the phone that you purchased just uh, two days back is already outdated i mean it's crazy you know and it feels i feel really bad when that happens to me Oh yeah, I know. I'm sure. I mean, it happens a lot with Apple customers, and it's Moore's law all the way. I mean, yeah, uh, but <laughs> but yeah. it's just happening. It's just Moore's law on steroids or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. But another thing which interests me about this typical this this particular booklet 3G announcement is that uh, maybe this is the niche for netbooks because unlike other netbooks which you just buy off a computer store, this is again going to be sold in a phone model. 
and mm-hmm. i think that is the way netbooks ought to be sold in the first place so, i mean they'll bundle that with a sim card and obviously a 3g connection so that then that makes the device truly portable i mean so it's almost like buying a laptop with an internet connection and then again you have the netbook being subsidized by telcos i mean team exactly. mobile whoever decides to sell it so maybe this is the strategy that other netbook providers should also adopt yeah and i and i wonder whatever happened to airtel's net pc we didn't hear anything about it later on they just announced that they were going to launch it uh, but no news after that and they were going to t- i i remember they were going to try it out in in the ncr area in noida and all those areas but never heard about it i don't know if we will ever get a machine based on uh, you know the model that you just spoke about but uh, i guess it doesn't cost money to announce things so <laughs> kind of uh, yeah it's just someone typing out a pr message and sending it out and then guys like us get excited about it but talking about uh, netbooks and pcs google has cut a deal with sony wios to make google chrome as the default browser while shipping it out so this is an interesting deal between google and sony and i mean this is the first time somebody else other than microsoft uh, i mean is getting to be the default browser on a laptop i mean you always had linux based laptops i mean with obviously all of them uh, have firefox as the default but this is a windows laptop which does not have uh, ie as a default and this comes close on the heels of the eu browser ballot thing where yeah. microsoft was supposed to offer a choice to customers so it it looks like the tide is turning and i think this is very important for chrome because uh, if you look at how users function i mean google did a survey recently where they uh, asked a lot of people what a browser was and uh, that's a video available on youtube you can just go check it out and a lot of people simply don't know i mean uh, this means that people just use whatever comes with their machine so that's how ie has become the top browser anyway so and anyway you have ie on the pc you got safari on the mac and whoever is feeling a little bit experimental they go with firefox so yeah. that leaves chrome opera these guys know where to go to so i mean google kind of needed this i mean if at all it cares about the browser and taking over the world with it yeah right and and you know google is also seeing that uh it is cutting similar deals it is trying to cut similar deals with other pc vendors i, I must point out that the earlier strategy was and i think it still exists that uh, it google used to display download google chrome or some sort of a message to i users uh if they went Not on to google dot i mean any non chrome users in fact i guess oh okay yeah i thought they were only targeting uh, internet explorer so it it goes for all all browsers uh but now i guess you know you just said that they did a survey and they found out that uh, users don't understand what a browser is so they have decided to go down right to the manufacturer level and get it set as default browser huh yeah I, that's the way to go yeah well whatever works for them uh, another thing that has worked out well for them is that they have received a patent for their home page design i think this is a good or bad because to me it frankly feels uh, silly i mean Uh, Google has gone ahead and they have applied to the US patent office for a design on the way their homepage looks and they they applied about 5 years back and funnily enough now they've got the patent which means that uh, a, a big search box in the middle and then two buttons one of them saying search and the other one saying i am feeling lucky are now patented yeah and the patent says it is a design of a graphical user interface for a display screen on a communications terminal now that can mean anything the communications terminal can also be your cell phone but apart from that i completely agree with what you say i don't think giving out patents 
for layouts for web design layouts is a good idea not at all anybody could think this up and in fact if you look at yahoo's search page i mean uh, the recent one it is almost exactly it looks like google so i don't know if is google going to go after yahoo now yeah, we'll we'll take a look at it in that case guruji.com be ready for something as well you know guruji.com also has a similar layout and you know there are not a lot of layouts that are available for professional websites for what i what i mean by that is that if you go and take a look at home page of timesofindia.com and then if you go and check out the home page of hindustantimes.com the layout is identical the the thing is that the designers have found out the op- optimized web design layout for a newspaper website and everyone is trying to recreate that uh, that same layout and this sort of a thing sort of puts a big question mark on that thing but it's let's see what happens uh, it's about usability and about common sense i mean if you were to start a search engine how would you design it i mean wouldn't you put a big search box in the middle i mean isn't that <laughs> quite the thing to do yeah uh, so, so how else are they supposed to design search engines i mean put a small tiny search box in the bottom bottom right hand corner is that how it is supposed to work now i mean i, I don't know i don't get this statement <laughs> someone will appeal against it and it will probably get scrapped or something but uh, while we talk about google getting a patent uh, a company called i4i also got its patent upheld against microsoft microsoft was originally given 60 days to pull out word from market to pull out you know when i mean pull out i mean stop selling word because it lost a lawsuit from a canadian company i4i incorporated regarding microsoft's xml patents Okay yeah. according to penalty that Microsoft will have to pay is first of all stop selling Microsoft and then followed with dollars 290 million in damages uh, this is almost like patents have now come to bite Microsoft back in the ass <laughs> right because Microsoft has been a heavy proponent of software patents i mean they even proposed that a big uh, software patent tribunal should be set up and it should be binding on all software manufacturers whatever decision that tribunal um, gives and so microsoft itself has been heavily you know very patent friendly and this is something which they would they wouldn't have anticipated because this happened like i guess uh, a month back and the i4i technologies and not being able to sell word could be a major blow for them and that is not going to happen i mean that that is just not an option because microsoft office and uh, the windows operating system that is where they earn their money from so that is not an option so what microsoft has done now is they have gone and appealed and told the judge that you know it's not that easy for us to stop selling word because it's going to cause a lot of inconveniences to to all these businesses so we can't do that so just give us some more time to work out some sort of a solution and uh, the court has said yes they have received an extension of a few more days i don't exactly remember how many but they have received an no it's I, the extension is that till the time the appeals process is completely finished they can keep selling words so i mean it's about it's almost like microsoft word state hangs in a balance right and you know what not a lot of stories online mentioned what the two, 290 million were for they they actually gave the breakup of the 290 million penalty and out of that 140 million dollars were against the court lawyers for inappropriate conduct in the court what <laughs> exactly exactly so that was very funny that was very funny you should and this was mentioned only in a in another podcast and i highly recommend it is uh, this week in windows 
with uh, Paul Thirot. It's on. It's one of the Twit Network uh, podcasts. So check that out. They mentioned about this uh, fact in that particular podcast. Um, then, so so what would you do, Saket? Tell me, if you were Microsoft, what would you do? I would buy these guys out. I'm exactly. That is what even I would do. I was thinking, why just did they can simply throw you know half a billion dollar and say you know just just get lost. Yeah, just get lost. Or the other option is you get your engineers to figure out a method to rewrite Microsoft Word without using the XML technology, the specific XML technology which uh, seems to have violated I for I statement. But then, what do you do about the boxes that you have already sold? How do you you have you have to update all the softwares that are already no, working? Really. The, the two ninety million you're paying anyway, right? For as damages, so that so that is not uh, that should probably take care of that. Yeah. yeah, but just buy them out. I mean, you know, this is like pocket change for the office division in Microsoft. Okay, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, when while uh, Microsoft figures out what they are going to do, Wikipedia has finally decided that they are going to introduce a new feature to build trust in Wikipedia using colors. Uh, this is a big Wikipedia pain point. I mean, this is why people are always uh, talking about, you know, uh, against Wikipedia, but it isn't reliable, etc., etc. I mean, it's, they, they discourage college students from using Wikipedia for the research, and I guess uh, rightly so. And uh, this is something which needed to be addressed. And I think the solution that they have is fairly interesting. So what, what is going to happen is that uh, basically, if an untrusted source, quote unquote, adds text to Wikipedia, it'll have a bright orange background. Okay, the, and text from a trusted editor will be lighter in color. The background of the color will change over time, and as more people view and edit the new entry, its background will slowly change color to white, signifying that it is getting more and more trustworthy. Now, this yeah. feature is called as Wikitrust, you know, innovatively named. Uh, and will be available for registered users of Wikipedia. And if you decide that you don't want this feature, you can simply turn it off. No, it's actually off by default. You can choose to turn it on if you want it. Ah, well, that that's pretty cool. I mean, yeah, this is a good feature to have. But you know, I was by default trusting whatever was given on Wikipedia. So they already have already have systems in place which kind of you know post like a warning message if uh, this entry, I mean, whatever it, 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 it violates the Wikipedia terms of use, etc. Exactly, I know. So, anyways, those were the topics that we had. Uh, those were the new topic side that we had. In fact. Uh, there is still an update to one of the stories that we spoke in our earlier podcast. If you remember, Saket, uh, Amazon had uh, abruptly taken away the novel 1984 from People's Kindle. Yeah. And now they are back making amends. So the, yeah. all the people who got uh, their 1984 novel yanked from them got an email from uh, Jeff Bezos saying that uh, they were very sorry and they shouldn't have done what they did. And so, to make it up to them, the purchaser will receive a copy of their book, that is option number one, for the Kindle, or they will get a $1.30 credit for Amazon product, or they can just get ask for a check. Uh, I think option number one is important because the whole concern people had raised about micro, the Apple uh, deleting this book from people's Kindles was that not the fact that the book itself was deleted, but a lot of people make annotations on their Kindles. So I mean, they, I mean, yeah. students 
researching things so they mark a particular paragraph and let's say type something against it so when uh, when amazon took away the book it also took away annotation which is actually work put in by those people who were reading the book so they not only get the book back they also get their annotations back which is very important here oh there was recently i remember a story that uh, this this high school kid was trying to sue amazon because they did this to him they took away all these annotations and he couldn't complete his homework and this guy was actually trying to sue amazon for it it was like a dog ate my homework argument yeah yeah this is a new age so it it apparently is not going to be not going to work out for him he's getting his annotations back huh yeah uh well okay so those were the stories oh we have another update from you you there was recently wordpress has come under attacks and uh, you wanted to warn everyone against it about it i mean yeah. yeah i mean so what is this about web citizens i think i must warn everyone who is listening to this show i mean if you run a wordpress blog and if it is running anything older than wordpress 2.8 then uh, you should upgrade it immediately because i mean uh, th- th- there have been some security holes discovered in the previous versions which were actually fixed in this release but since a lot of people are running uh, the previous version uh, there are uh, there's a hack attack underway and tens of thousands of blogs have been affected So I mean, if you're running a WordPress blog that is 2.6 or 2.5 or whatever it is, then just upgrade that to 2.8.4 because WordPress itself has deemed this as a serious threat. And Robert Scoble, in fact, lost some of his data. So I mean, if Robert Scoble is affected, I guess you too should take care. <laughs> yeah, and and this is only true for self-hosted blogs. Uh, if you yeah. are, if you have a, if you have a blog on uh, WordPress.com, you are all fine. You don't have to do anything. Okay, so just do whatever Saket told you and take care of yourself. Uh, we also have the Pirate Bay sale update. Do you want to talk about that, Saket? The GGF board. I mean, I mean, the Pirate Bay sale still hangs in the balance because GGF does not have the money to buy Pirate Bay, and they're still uh, kind of rounding up the money. But again, there was a set where the GGF board itself had not ratified the decision to purchase Pirate Bay. So what happened is that the GGF has. Uh, presented their plan to the board and the board seems to have uh, given a go ahead for the acquisition and uh, as per an announcement from the DGF i mean the sale should probably happen yeah but isn't this strange i mean we both on the phone right now could decide to buy dig.com but we don't have the money right so yes. it's the, it's the same thing what is happening in this announcement so the board has approved but the company does not have any money that that is not how it works I guess not, but huh? I guess they'll take a loan or something. Ah well, let's see what happens. But uh, yeah, this this story is getting sort of boring, and it's it's being stretched out like crazy, and all these things coming up. I'm I'm getting sick of it. But let's let's move on uh, to the. I guess no more updates about Pirate Bay until until actually takes place. Yes, and I want to see a bank receipt. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So let let's move on to the email question that we have received. Jeet writes in from Gwalior, and uh, he has been he's saying hi guys. I have been listening to you guys ever since Sakit joined the Tech Kamasala team, uh, and I have a question about the latest Snow Leopard release. Is it worth upgrading? Okay, I I guess the answer to that is positive because. I mean, Snow Leopard does not really add many features to your OS. It's just a, it, it's a, it's a little bit of tweaks here and there. So visually, you won't see much different. And uh, 
but and underneath under the hood there are a lot of changes i mean it converts your mac from a 32 bit uh, device to a completely 64 bit thing i mean the entire os is just jumping from 32 bit to 64 bit and that is adding in significant performance enhancements i mean uh, even though i mean it's not just the os it's also the applications so a lot of applications still do run 32 bit so i mean it might break some of your application but i'm sure you can again uh, make them work by making sure that they run in 32 bit but uh, in the long run this is going to be a huge leap so and given that it costs only 1800 rupees in the store so this is actually a no brainer ah well that but you know even i was thinking about the same thing and uh, the other a few other features include it's got a built in antivirus and then so it's anti got anti malware protection anti malware not virus yeah. they they will not they, they'll never uh, accept that mac os needs an antivirus okay but the one reason that i might buy it for is because basically snow leopard is uh, removing all its legacy support so it's not going to be compatible with power pc based processors okay it is going to be only for intel processors um and hence they have decided to remove all the files that were support that were required to support power pcs which gives a lot of memory back to you i have have heard people talking on on uh, forums that people have gotten almost 20 gb back from their hard disk yeah 20 gb is like the upper limit it's about how dirty your mac actually is <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you get that much space back. Yeah, so, and that's a lot, right? Getting twenty GB back, you can store so much more porn on your uh, laptop then. Yeah, just with the space that no leopard will give me back. <laughs> exactly, that itself makes it worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Ah well, uh, that's about it. Those are the stories uh, that we had uh, and the updates as well. Yeah, a quick update about the Smile Train charity fundraising that we are doing. We have collected eight hundred and seventy-two dollars now. We got in this um, couple of weeks, we got donations worth almost about one fifty dollars since the last time we spoke about it. So thanks a lot for all the guys who have donated, and for the guys who have not, for the people who have not, please. I'm going to guilt you into doing this. Please go on triple uh, w dot theindicas dot com and donate. even if the amount is like $5 $10 it will make a difference it it's going to be helping out kids so it can't be uh, it it it's only be good for you um for you can also log on to our website to comment on whatever we have said you can send us an email and uh, ask us questions ask us technology questions that you want or buying advice from saket and for that please write into techkamasala@theindicas.com or you can even send us a twitter query uh, to saket saket is at valtoro v u l t u r o and i am at ac mahatre so you can even send us questions on twitter and we'll cover them in our podcast That's about it from uh, Tech Ka Masala episode number 23. Uh bye bye. Thank you guys. Ganana Ganapati Ganesh Lambodara Sohe Bhujachara Ekadanta Chandramala Lata Raje Brahma Vishnu Mahesh Talade Dhruva